0: No, but uh, could you talk in a regular tone? Yes. Like if I ask you a question?
1: Uh-huh. Like Wait, right you, now? Okay, yes. <laughs> What's the regular question?
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the To Be Here podcast. I'm your host, Erin, and I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Caitlin. Hello. <laughs> um, I've known Caitlin for a while. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, was, gonna like I was expecting you to whip yeah. out a date.
1: <laughs> um, it's been a year and like four months.
0: Wow. It has. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Love you I so much. was about to go September, April. No. But okay. I knew you in August.
1: We met in July. August. Okay. It's been like a year and six months. But all of August counts because I met you at the end of July. Okay. So a year and six months. Yep. Wow. That's a long time. Uh, a long hello, time podcasters. Or are
0: you just like... <laughs> Got to be a part of that realization where I was like, oh my gosh, I've known these people so long. It uh, feels like forever, per usual. Um, that's what I love about people. The, your type of people. <laughs> okay. Where you just like feel like you know that person like really yeah. well, and like, you're like, oh, I've known you for forever. True. It is, it's, it's, who's counting? It's you. But it's okay. <laughs> I'm counting. It's fine. <laughs> um, anyways, Caitlin and I met in New York City. Much like a lot of my friends that I have in Texas, I met them there, and then I just liked them so much. I was like, I'm gonna go live near them because they're cool. Which I literally thought was a joke because when oh, I first met yes. you,
1: they were like, Erin, Caitlin, y'all are so much alike. Y'all be best friends. And I was like, we are so similar. And then I remember being on the ferry about to see the Statue of Liberty, and you're like, Hey, so I got this interview in Plano, Texas, and I was like, What? Yeah, I literally did not believe Erin that she was coming to Texas. And then, did you call me or did I call you on your way to Texas? Uh, I called you. Yeah. Okay, you called me and you're like, yay, guess what I'm doing? And I was like, you're moving to Texas! <laughs> yeah. Yes. You were, did you know that you were the first person I
0: told that I had an interview or a job or like what? any thought about moving to Texas, like out loud? No. Well, now you
1: know. Oh.
0: I was like, I actually should tell a human being. And I'm sorry I didn't believe you at all. Yeah. (laughs) I regularly go, joke's on you. Still here. (laughs) And two ways. Yeah. Caitlin used to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would make just but like, no, seriously, do you need a roommate? And you're like, sure.
1: Okay, you keep <laughs> continuing to hold this over my head. Okay, so I really love being alone, okay? And then lo- Aaron's like, I really need a roommate, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, nah, joke on you. I don't like roommates. <laughs> <laughs> and so then she got here, slept on someone's couch forever, and I was like, dang, I should have let her move in with me. And I was like, we would have been such good roommates. And then tra- time transpired, and joke's on me, because I live with my parents right now. <laughs> And And I have a roommate. And you have a roommate. So, jokes, definitely on Caitlin. Mm. But, cool
0: story in our friendship, Caitlin lived in an apartment, and right before she moved into her next apartment, I was on the wait list for the apartment complex she was in, so she moved out, and I moved into her old apartment. Literally the same unit. Yeah. Same, everything, it was the exact same door. Um, And that was really cool, too, because, like, I remember texting you after I'd been there for a while, I was like, I can feel Jesus in this place, and, Mm -hmm. like, you had prayed that it stayed so. Oh yeah, for sure. Super cool. Yes. Um, anyways, yeah, Caitlin's one of those people. There's a there's a glimpse of who Caitlin is. She <laughs> prays that the Lord's presence is felt in the places that she's been, mm-hmm. and that's one of like one of my favorite things about her. Um, and it's just like a really cool part of her spirit that she does that. She's like, I I love that He's with me, but I want Him to be here for who's next too.
1: Yeah, which absolutely. is just a
0: really cool thing. But Caitlin and I got close. She used to serve in the youth group, but she's moving on to bigger, better things that we'll talk about here in a minute. But um in that same in that same sense. There's not like a like a void that you're gone, but like your presence is missed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah.
0: Anyways. Blah, blah blah blah. I got really nice. It's okay. We're moving on from
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> moving
0: on sucks. Yeah. But I was talking to Caitlin, I don't even know why I was I called you for some reason, and you no, called No, I me. called you, and you I was telling me.
1: you I was stepping down from Thrive.
0: Yes! So she was giving me this news, and in that moment, the Lord was like, you need to ask her to be on the podcast to talk about confidence. So I was like, oh, okay. And I just, like, did it, which is usually how this podcast works. mm mm-hmm. um, And I was in no way shaken by the fact that he asked you to talk about that. And I think you were shaken by the fact that he asked you to talk about that, which is kind of interesting for me, just because I'm like, well, she she is confident, and I, and I see that in her body. I've also seen you, like work on confidence so I think that's a good you're like the perfect person to like walk through this kind of process with people so um so I asked Caitlin to talk about confidence on this episode and I'm just really excited to dive into those things so what what do you got for me what's your (laughs) she's
1: got a notebook (laughs) y'all freaking love my people so much I don't take this lightly okay so um going back to that same conversation where Erin asked me to do this Mind you, ever since she started her podcast, I've been listening to every episode, and I'm like, man, I really want her to ask me to be on this thing, but I'm not going to ask because it's her thing, and I know the Lord leads it, so I like, but I really want to be on it. (laughs) And so for her to ask me, I was literally crying, and I was like, yes, I want to do it. And then she's like, do you want to speak on confidence? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. I don't want to do it. (laughs) But I was like, sure. And then immediately, like, getting off the phone with Aaron, I was like, Lord, why confidence? Like, I don't see myself as the most confident person in the world by any means. And I actually struggled with what confidence looked like. Um, Confidence just in someone's, like, person. Because to me, confidence always kind of came across as cockiness, and I thought they were the same thing. Yeah. And then I remember a youth pastor a long time ago. Brandon Cox, where you at? Um, he was like, I was like, oh, you're so cocky. And he was like, I'm not cocky. I'm just confident. And he was like, there's a difference. And I was like, no, no, there's not. And I really started to delve into that and realize confidence is way different. Confidence is just this assurance and knowing who you are. Yeah. So it means like your, your identity is, is sure. And so that's something I've always strived to live by is the fact that my confidence in myself and who I'm my purpose who I'm made to be is so sure and so grounded and so rooted in Christ that no one else can talk me out of it yeah so for me it's that assurance um and I also love to say like it's being fully persuaded of who I am yeah is what confidence is that's so good so oh man huh the road to get there though has been quite um a journey um and do, would I say that I'm, like, the most confident person f- in my physical um, presence, I guess, looks, whatever? Um, no, I'm not. But that's something I'm definitely working on. But I know that when, like, my confidence in who God's called me to be and, like, my identity is sure, then that just exudes to my outward and I don't have to worry about, like, being so confident about, like, my looks. Yeah. that makes sense.
0: Yeah.
1: I kind of, like the core of who you are is confident,
0: mm-hmm. therefore, it kind of, like, overlaps or overshadows the stuff that, like, maybe you seem insecure about. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, that idea of confidence and where that confidence is an assurance in who you are. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the youth girls last night, actually, about their... One of them was like, I just want more confidence. And I was like, hmm. were are there areas of your life that you feel really confident in? Like things that you feel really good at or like things that you're like sure, sure of? And they were like, yeah, like I'm really good at math. And I was like, okay, what about that? Do you, are you confident in? And their response was exactly like, well, I know I know it. And I was like, okay, well, do you know who you are?
1: Yeah, that's good. And like
0: that's the thing where it's like I, I relate confidence directly to like I know who I am. Because it's written down in a book for me and it's like spoken over me in the Word of God. And every time I don't have a computer. Anyways, I'll um, <laughs> go to the podcast where Aaron still hasn't gotten it together. It's um, fun. You've gotten it together. But like, just in those moments where I'm like, I hope that m- the people around me see the confidence in who I am and not of the things that I do. Because like, I used to attribute my confidence to like, being so good at something that I was allowed to be cocky Mm -hmm. about it, you know? Yeah. And, like, I think that's where the world sees confidence and cocky as, like, a very similar thing. Yeah, in performance. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which is, which you can be confident in, like, you're really good at makeup, and you should be (laughs) mega confident (laughs) in that. I can shoot a free throw with my eyes closed, and I'm, like, 98% sure it'll go in. So, like, uh, there's things that, like, your abilities can be confident, but, again, those come down to, like, a assurance a reassurance that you know mm-hmm. this is something that is true
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think that's such a testament to like God and like your identi- identity being in him and like that being the sure thing mm-hmm. um, want to walk through like early seasons of confidence for you and like what it was like building that kind for of sure. thing
1: yeah for sure um confidence And I'll I'll talk about confidence in the Lord, just because um, that's where it all starts, obviously. Um, So I remember growing up in youth group, and I mean I've been in youth, I mean ever since I was a youth, the youths, youths, (laughs) (laughs) and I just kind of never left. I just stayed and was a leader, Um, and then and I went to community college for a while, so I was still a leader in my local church. Then I went away to college after two years of being in community college, and I it was it was close to home but still I was away, and um, I needed a roommate last minute, and just picked this random girl. We had some like mutual friends on Facebook, and I was like, oh perfect, she knows my people. I know her people. Cool, we're gonna love each other, and I just picked her. And then I was like, cool, I got a roommate, I'm going to college, it's going to be good, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. I wasn't freaking out at all, really. <laughs> um, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. Fine. I'm fine. fine. <laughs> I think of friends with Ross where he's like, it's fine. I'm <laughs> fine. I'm fine. <laughs> i literally say that every day. Yes. Okay. Um, and I then went back on her Facebook and like, you know, creeped as always, as you should. Um, you're about to live with this person, duh. Yeah. And uh, her banner on her Facebook said Good Without God. And her face was on the poster of a national organization called Good Without God. Um, And it's the National Association of Atheists. Um, It's kind of like a support group for um, their belief system. And I was like, oh, cool, no worries. I went in for Jesus. And I went in like super naive and like, I guess that was my source of like confidence was was just in the longevity of which I'd been in the church. And I thought that, that was enough. And I thought, like, you know, me and God are good. You know, like, yeah. yeah, I mess up. But every Sunday I come back and I repent and he loves me and we're good, you know. And I I guess I was kind of cocky in that sense, Yeah. you know. And I hadn't really gone to, like, a full assurance of, of him in my life and who he is and a relationship with him. It was more on performance Yeah, And just going to church, being a good girl. Mm -hmm. Um, And then living with her for that year was so hard. Um, We actually became really, really good friends. Um, To this day, she's still... I consider her a really, really good friend. Um, And I know that when we hang out, we just pick up right where we left off. We just could not talk about religion or politics at all. about right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because when we did, it got ugly. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt... I was cornered in, you know, multiple... Um, like, circumstances where, like, she would just rip my faith from me and just tell me that I had no validity for what I was saying and that, you know, I couldn't base anything off of what I was saying with science, so therefore it doesn't matter. Like, she was completely disproving that the Bible was even a historically accurate document. She was like, yeah, well, anyone can say that, but that's not true, blah, 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 blah. She's like, unless you back it up with science, I'm not going to believe it. And so I couldn't. So here I was, this girl that was just grown up in church her whole life. And I was based, and I was finally confronted with this like worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> of, wait, is God real? Yeah. And I just, you know, believed what my parents believed. I've gone, I went to a good church growing up, and I was just always in church. I just never even questioned because mm-hmm. that's just how I was raised. And that was the first time I really was like, wait, is he? And then I started asking questions, and I started, like, Google searching, which ends you on a never-ending search sometimes. Um, started looking at my Bible, and I just was not finding the answers that I needed. And at that time, I didn't have a local church to support me and help me find answers. So I was on my own. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, finally, I was cornered in a restaurant with her and then this guy that she brought to lunch with us that was a PK kid, a pastor's kid growing up, and then had fallen away from faith and just decided to not believe anymore. And he, her and him were just completely bashing and disproving literally everything I had to say. And I remember I was so upset, I was shaking, and I could not be still at all. I was, it was like crisis freak out mode. And I went to the bathroom in that restaurant and I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, God, where are you? Yeah. I feel so alone. Like you've completely you've completely abandoned me here. Where in the world are you? Like I don't feel you. I don't know what to say to them. And then I was like, wow. You're not real. Is is this true? And I had this like crisis. And actually, and you've been at that restaurant. I know. I remember you telling me the story that first yeah. time, that really good coffee. Yes. Yes, Buzz Brews. Yes. And uh then I remember going back to my dorm. She went and stayed with her boyfriend or whatever and I was in my dorm by myself and I was just like, wow, life without God is weird. (laughs) I was like, this sucks and I hate this. And I was like laying in my bed and I was like, what is the point to anything? Like if not to live for God, then what's the point to all of this? Yeah. Like you strive to make the most money, have the biggest house, the biggest cars, all this fame, all this success. And then when you die, it all just goes away. Yeah." So all that striving literally is for nothing and your impact on the world. Like what's the point to any of it? Mm-hmm. If there's nothing after this, if there's no, no, no eternal place, and yeah. this is for nothing. Um, I was a, not a Christian for a week. <laughs> Rough week. <laughs> literally only lasted a week. I literally wore black every day. I mean, yeah. And I just, it was a crisis. Um, and I just remember finally having a breaking point, and I was actually researching ways to kill myself on the internet, um, like the least, like, painful ways mm-hmm. to just end it, because I just didn't see point to life anymore. Yeah. Um, and I was on my bed, and then I opened my music, and the first song was like, Revelation song by Carrie Jope. And I was like, this is the last thing I want to listen to or see right now. <laughs> oh, but Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, no. And I was literally like, so angry. And the Lord was like, just press play. And I was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, Caitlin, just press play. And I was like, okay, well, let's see what happens. And I pressed the space bar, and it started playing. And like something broke in that room. It was so tangible, so real, so heavy, that when that song played, it was like immediately that song was piercing the darkness and I felt the Lord's presence heavier than I've ever felt in my life. And it was like you could cut it with a knife. And I just fell on my face, fell on the floor, started crying. And then I was like, God, I do not want to live if it's not for you. And i was like so i'm gonna live this life for you whatever that takes whatever it looks like i'm fully confident and fully assured that you are real and that you are you and i'm going to live for you for the rest of my life and i'm going to spend eternity with you in heaven yeah and i was like i don't know all the answers and i but i want to find them and i want to know and i want to figure it out yeah and i want to help people like me yeah uh in that moment this question has popped up so it might not be in your notes but like did that, like,
0: revelation of him change the way that you, like, started to search for who
1: he was? Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. How so? <laughs> this might be <laughs> off topic, but we're just going to go. No. Um, so, uh, searching for who he, he was, it it got to such a, a deep place in, in, my, in my heart that, I mean, I looked for him in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, And it wasn't just a duty, a performance. It wasn't just going to church and being a good person. But it became like this ever-present presence around me and with me constantly. And I mean, I can confidently say from that day forward, I've never felt that he wasn't with me. Wow. Um, So now, in my relationship with him, I really do heavily rely on him for literally everything. Every conversation I'm in especially when it's a scary conversation where I know I'm not going to know all the answers. Mm-hmm. Every conversation I walk into, I'm like, God, you are here and you're going to have to literally talk through me because I do not know. And I don't trust myself. I need you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. Every conversation, um, whether that's with a student, um, an adult, a friend, parent, especially parents. Ooh, oh yeah. Mercy. You need the Lord for those. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um, And literally the Lord is with me and shows up every time, and every time I know that he's speaking through me, I know it's not me. And I'm thankful it's not me, because I know what it's like to not have the answers, and to freak out, and to rely on your own knowledge, your own strength, your own abilities, and you fall short. But he's there to to be that voice. Yeah. Um, and to speak through you. And it says in the word, I wish I knew the scriptures." Welcome to our podcast for this episode. <laughs> Unless it's Pastor Eric, the pastor of the pod. The pastor of the pod. <laughs> Unless yeah. it's him.
0: it's There's at some point a conversation about how I wish I knew where.
1: Yes. That's one of my
0: goals for 2020, though. Is Dang. to get better at knowing those things. Yes. Which and any, if I knew one of them would be better than where I'm at right now. <laughs> honestly, same. Um, but it
1: says somewhere there. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh sorry, I thought I was going to find it in my head. So that's why like there was a pause. Sorry. Um but it says like, oh, he's talking to Moses. There we do, go. Do, do. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Um he's talking to Moses and he says, "I will be or I will speak through you. I will say, I'll yeah. tell you everything you yes. need to say. Um just go." You know? And like I think that's an important thing to live in confidence in christ and in your relationship with the lord is knowing like if you just go Mm -hmm. he'll speak through you and you don't have to worry about anything you just have to go
0: yeah that's so true i i like the way that you explain that because i i could like picture that because i'm trying to relate it to like different seasons in my life where i was like getting to know who the lord was and for me it was like for a while it was like god saved my life like in a one of those Dramatic pulled me out of a ditch kind of moments, mm. and I know that's not everyone's walk. So like I appreciate that kind of my part of my story. But at the same time, I was like, but then I spent two years of like, okay, keep saving me, keep saving me, because mm. I only know you as like the person who saved me. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know what else to do with that, because I I know you save me. Yeah. Um, and then it it became the point where I was like, well, what else do you do, with me and for me and And like how do I serve you better because you you do this for me kind of Mm -hmm. thing and Mm -hmm. for a little while it was like the workspace kind of mindset of like well I gotta do something for you cuz you keep doing things for me yeah and then someone tried to like smack me with grace and I was like what is that Um, and then just that understanding of like oh he's the Lord of my my life now excuse me he's the Lord of my life now and so in that aspect means he's in every part of it. And he yeah. needs all of that. And, like, even in daily conversations and, and things like that, just being aware of his presence and, like, mm-hmm. allowing yourself to, to lean on his presence, mm-hmm. too. Even yeah. in conversations I feel like that we go into, like, actually, I kind of know what to say this time. Like, even in those, I'm like, <laughs> but also, if that's not right, please cut in, sir. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> um, so I think more so my confidence has turned into like a leaning Mm. instead of a like pushing forward like my confidence has always been like peacock feathers up kind of style my whole life because I I want it to be seen and noticed and like this kind of thing but as I've gotten older and like the closer I get to the Lord I think the quieter I get (laughs) which is kind of nice but it's definitely turned into like a leaning into him Mm -hmm. confidence instead of a show him off kind of confidence which I think he's I don't know if it's always true, but I think sometimes he speaks louder that way. Or like you see more of him in it. Yeah, maybe. for sure. Which is cool.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, did I cut you off at any point in that?
1: Mm-mm. Okay. Sometimes nope. I
0: feel like I do, so I was making sure. Nope. Um, um, I kinda wanna jump into where you're at now too. Okay. Um, Cause that, I feel like that story really carries you into this season where you're at, where like you're doing a lot of different things the irony that you have a sewing kit shirt on right now is so clutch. Like, I can't even handle it. Uh, So, Caitlin calls me this night that I asked her to do the podcast, and she's telling me that she's stepping down from Thrive, which you guys don't know Thrive unless you're, like, one of the youth children listening or, like, someone at One Cause Church. Uh, But it's our youth group, and Caitlin is a pillar in what youth – is now for them and like has been there for such a long time and really helped build a lot of what Thrive is so her leaving kind of kind of shook me a little bit because I was like wait, what I don't know Thrive without you or I Mm -hmm. didn't know Thrive without you Mm -hmm. until like the last couple weeks and um so I was like whoa there and as she's telling me this I was like I don't ask questions I just want to listen okay but also something else has to be going on that you feel the pull to leave and that the Lord is like no, now it's time for you to do this. So I would love for you to talk about <laughs> what the Lord is doing in your life and the confidence going into that. Like, I will, if you can just, like, ribbon those up and tie it with mm. a bow. Yeah. Sew that all together
1: for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow, the puns are just real. I really
0: am just throwing <laughs> them out there. so I'm funnier inside my head. I won't laugh at this the second time. (laughs) You really are funnier. Thank you so much. I appreciate puns so much. I know you do that, so I was trying to push them out there. I was like, she will love these if no one else does.
1: (laughs) It's punny. Yes. Okay, so... Oh, man. Stepping out from Thrive, hands down. One of the toughest things I've ever had to do. And you think... I mean, naturally... Anything in ministry, you think automatically, oh, it's a good thing, so it's the right thing. Yeah. Um, but there's a, one of my favorite lines in a song, and it says, sometimes the hardest thing and the right thing are the same. And this was definitely that situation for me, where it's definitely the hardest thing, but it was definitely the right thing. Um, and the Lord had to talk me into it, no <laughs> kidding. Doesn't he always? Like six months. <laughs> And I'm just like, no, 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 This isn't right. No, no, no. These, these kids need me. Ooh, pride. <laughs> um, and then the Lord's just kind of showing me, like just how he's like taking care of things and how the leadership he has in place, like um, they may want me, but they don't need me. And I kind of had to step back and humble myself a lot, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, um, and say, okay, they don't need me. They they want me, and I love that they want me because I want them, but they don't need me. And I'm like, okay, Lord, then I feel like I'm kind of getting a little, like, not pushed out, but, like, scooted out, I guess is a cuter way to say that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, where am I scooting to? Because <laughs> Scoot- <laughs> this is really annoying, <laughs> and I hate this, and it's uncomfortable, and... It's, yeah oh my gosh <laughs> frozen all over that okay um and the lord's like cough cough the hymn and i was like uh. interesting <laughs> so the Hem is a um company the lord gave me in 2014 i know i realize how long it's been oh yeah uh, i didn't know that hmm okay <clears throat> yes so I've I sat not on do it the math for you right now six years okay <laughs> okay um so I've sat on it for way too long mm-hmm. um and there's definitely been a lot that's gone through um my life my emotions everything for this company but I really believe that right now I'm in the best possible position to be the most empathetic the most compassionate the most understanding and the most vulnerable and that's really what this company needs because it's a company that believes in mental emotional and physical healing and that as children of god that's our right yeah and a lot of people get sick or their family gets sick or someone in their life gets sick and it is really scary to believe for healing yeah because you're like well what if god doesn't show up Mm -hmm. what if god doesn't heal this person i love what am i going to do I'm going to look stupid. I'm going to feel stupid for believing and having faith. What if he doesn't show up? And I've, I've battled with that as I've lost so many people in my life, Mm -hmm. um, cancer, whatever it may be, um, where I've prayed and prayed and prayed. And I said, God, you're going to show up. You're going to show up. And then they still die. And, and I think searching for that greater understanding and for, you know, yes we all have to die but but why like it was it their timing or you know like i i don't know like there's so many questions there with healing but i just know in my spirit and deep down in my core that god created us with so much purpose and he loves us more than we can even fathom and in every miracle in the gospels it was by their faith by an act of faith that people were healed yeah it wasn't The perfect prayer was said. It wasn't the most holy of hands that were laid on this person. It was by their faith they were healed. Your faith has made you whole. Yeah. And so I want this company to inspire people to believe. No matter what the circumstances look like. No matter what the doctors say. No matter what life looks like. To believe and have faith no matter what. Um, Because that faith inside of us is power. And it's what God left us with. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And it's really active and living and moving inside of us. And if we just grasp what faith can really look like and the tangibleness that is faith, I believe anything can happen. I believe miracles can happen. I believe the craziest of things can happen. Yeah, oh, for sure. So the hymn is going to have words of power and life and scripture in the hymn of the clothing so that when the world tries to tell you something contrary to who you are, you can look in the hymn and find faith, truth, hope, Um, which... I don't know about you, but in every part of my day, I need all of those things. Yeah, oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, can you talk about when you got that moment of the hymn?
0: Yes. I just really like that story. Yes. And I would like the world to listen yes. to it. Yes. And I'm allowed to put whatever I want ah! on it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. So I was at one cause church, and Pastor Eric was preaching. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you the message. Sorry, Pastor Eric. That's okay. It's Um, 2014. (laughs) But he was going off on a tangent uh, in his message about the woman with the issue of blood and how she believed and she knew that if she could just touch the most exterior piece of Jesus, she could be healed. Mm -hmm. And so he said it was her desperation of faith that took her to the hem of Jesus' garment. And right when he said that, the Lord was like, the hem. And I literally gasped in church and was like oh, that's it and I whipped out my journal. I like crazy sketched a logo and like a mission statement for this company that believes in mental, emotional, and physical healing and that's our right as children of God. Yeah. And what the hymn would stand for, what it would believe in. Um and actually <laughs> what's crazy is since twenty fourteen I haven't had a very clear vision of what the product would even look like. Yeah. Or what I mean, I knew that words of life would be in the hymn, but that was Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. I haven't really had any fresh vision or creativity about it for years, Mm -hmm. until I stepped down from Thrive, and I was obedient, and literally, right after I stepped down, and I had students coming up to me, the Lord started giving me all this fresh vision. Wow. Excuse me. And all of these, like, creative ideas, and they just keep coming. Literally, with every conversation, every person I have, I meet, I'm getting more and more ideas and more inspiration and it's coming from the mouths of people around me. That's amazing. That the Lord I'm hearing the Lord inspire me through. So it's gonna be good. Yeah. I'm so I'm excited. S- I'm so excited. <laughs> it's gonna oh, it's gonna be so good. And what the Lord's reminding me to is that it's gonna be so much bigger than what I can fathom and dream. And literally I'm shaking right now because like you oh, can dream know. big. <laughs> but oh my god, the pressure. The pressure but bigger. And I'm like, uh, are you sure? Okay. <laughs> are you sure you want it to be this big? Okay. Yeah. And I, it's funny. Cause I think the Lord uses people like that. Yeah. Like me, you know, Absolutely. like the people that are scared out of their ever loving minds for it to be something big. And he's like, yep. You exhibit a, yep. What is this mic <laughs> and computer? Right. I don't right. even know what this program is called.
0: Right. GarageBand. I didn't know I had to. I she watched me read it off the top of my screen. I did. I did. Wow, <laughs> that was cute. But like that, I think that's so true. Is that he is always more than willing to use the people who just say yes, whether mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's best to be unqualified for things. Yeah. because um, then it tends to be more about him and less about you, which is so so perfect. Mhm. That's. I'm so, so pumped for you, cause I, as I was. Mind you, I asked Caitlin to do this like a month ago, and then for three Thursdays in a row, we've really tried. (laughs) (laughs) And it's either been, I've had a work thing, you've had a work thing, I wanted to pass out in my bed asleep, and Mm -hmm. Caitlin's like, okay, next Thursday. (laughs) Yeah. Like, whatever it is. So, one, the fact that we're sitting in this room getting this done, proud of us. Honestly. But I think it's been really good, too, because it's given me the time to be like, okay, I really want this conversation to be like a plus plus. Stuff. plus 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 plus, plus. <laughs> and it's been nice too because like I've been able to walk through kind of this weird season with Caitlin I feel like I kind of walked into just like a uncomfortable thing where Caitlyn and I's one of our bonding things was like she holds on to things that are very sentimental to her like sketches and things and things like that and I'm very like whatever it's trash by throw it away <laughs> and it's and, one of our like weird differences where yeah. we're like I wish there was a happy medium that we both landed in where I was a little bit more sentimental or a little bit more attached to things, and like, you feel like you should be a little bit less than that, and Mm -hmm. it's just that battle of being too much or not enough, and Mm la-la-la-la-la. And I remember you walking through, like, kind of cleaning things out and, like, throwing out sketches that meant a lot to you and, like, Mm -hmm. stripping away the stuff that you felt held your creative juices together and, Mm -hmm. like, held together this part of your life that you're very passionate about. fashion merchandising? Mm-hmm. That's your degree? That's Caitlin's degree, is fashion merchandising. So she does... I wanted to say that confidently, and then all of a sudden, all of it got pulled out of me. I was like, that can't be right. Confidence, Erin. Confidence! Yes! You were right. <laughs> I was. Um, so, like, these... she's Her makeup is always on. Freaking point. <laughs> I don't know how she pairs colors together, because I wear black all the time. And, like, it's just like, how do you do that? And it's just, like, I've seen earth tone... Caitlin walk back into a lot of color in the past like five mm-hmm. or six months and not that earth tone Caitlin wasn't great yeah but I feel like a lot a lot of who I've known you as isn't maybe who you've always been and yeah. I'm like I've been excited to see you transition into that and like even in the past couple of months where like I didn't see you every Sunday night because you weren't at Thrive and like mm-hmm. that was weird for me and they're like oh we have to be way more intentional with our friendship and like reach out and do things
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but I've I've seen you like theming a little bit differently and I'm like yeah. whatever is working with that has just been and so like this week I thought back about how you had like pulled those things away so for you to say that you've gotten all of this fresh stuff I think a lot of that is the Lord like had to walk you into that closet and said okay let's clean stuff out because I've got new things to put in here yeah. for you and yeah. and I think that's sometimes a really good thing I think sometimes the Lord goes like Aaron, can you put that back in the closet you've really thrown out <laughs> stuff that I need you to keep and I'm like oh okay yeah. but like yeah. I think that's such a a testament of him, his kindness to you, of like mm-hmm. letting it be a slow, easy process and that, and like letting you sit in that frustration of, of like what's next and like still you saying yes and you still moving forward and you still acting and that obedience just is a really cool testament to who you are as a person and I just yeah. like love, I love watching those things. Mm-hmm. I'm about to pull Enneagram out again because <laughs> it's just what I do every time. <laughs> as a five. I love to observe those kinds of things. And it's like, it, those things bring me closer to the Lord watching other people interact with God, Mm -hmm. um, really. And it's a lot, this, this year is weird. I'm going to do a podcast that wraps up my last year and, um, walks into 2020. So I'll go more in depth in that in the episodes to come. I haven't recorded it yet, so don't get too excited, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, just of like watching a lot of things and like mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I see people and I'll like watch God talk to them mm-hmm. from over here and mm-hmm. he sits next to you in church mm-hmm. a lot of the time and I like like I'll turn around to you to hold your hand and then sometimes I don't like go because I like she's sitting next to Jesus and I kind of want to leave my hand back there <laughs> not that I don't think I am but it's just like I I enjoy watching that um, yeah. so it's been really I'm so pumped For To Be Here merch to be made by the HEM. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So.
1: so She sits next to Jesus. (laughs) Gosh, that's the best compliment ever in my life.
0: It's, I love it so much. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I'm really excited for that. So you guys just keep an eye out. We'll keep you guys posted on the HEM things too, just as they come, because it's in the very beginning stages. But Mm -hmm. like you said, it's like... The confidence in knowing that it's going to be bigger, like, I'm with you in the sense of, like, you don't want to say that, maybe, because it sounds kind of cocky, but you're very, re- like, yeah, this is going to be something big, and I'm yeah. afraid of it.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel, too. But yeah,
0: it's so God to do that, yeah. and, like, I'm so excited to see him do that with mm-hmm. you, and, like, you're doing all of the right things, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm
1: dope. It's going to be so freaking lit. I'm so excited. Speaking of Enneagram, I've had an Enneagram (sighs) crisis. Ooh. Two or seven. Okay. (laughs) So Aaron's been this one person that's like been so fully convinced I'm a two. And I appreciate that. But. (laughs) But. I have a friend that like when I first found out about the Enneagram and I first took the test and I tested and granted it wasn't the Enneagram test. I might get a better... Anyways, it's
0: I took the <laughs> Enneagram test and it was like six, then five. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I thought it was a six. And then I went through an identity crisis with ADF Downs and I'm a five. So go ahead. You can Yes. go with it. You okay. can
1: switch if you'd like. Identity crisis. Okay. <laughs> so it told me I was a two, four, and seven. And I was okay. like, okay, you have one number. Three numbers is stressing me out. This is stupid. <laughs> and I was angry. Okay. So... I told my friend and he was like ha ha that's funny you're a four and I was like mm, "No, nope, I'm really not I'm not that moody that's really rude of you <laughs> and then he's like mm. but you are that creative yes but I've suppressed the creativity for so long because I've been afraid to believe that it's in me mm-hmm. because I'm afraid of failure so much that I have suppressed it oh my gosh you're a four wing three yep okay <laughs> so <laughs> wow so, yeah I I thought I was a two because I felt like I had to be a two. To be a good Christian woman, I thought that I had to be a two. Interesting. And so my role on Thrive and my role in a lot of my friends and, and in life, I portrayed as a two. Yeah. But to my core, when I'm alone, I'm a four. Wow. I love to be alone. I love to sit in melancholy feelings. I love to feel emotion. That is very true. I love My to be... your brain is exploding. This I know. Is so accurate. I know. How I love to be I... creative. I forget about fours. So that's really what it is. Because mm. there's so few of you. Yeah. Wow. Well, and I think that a lot of us are misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I think we're afraid to fully understand ourselves. Yeah. Because if we really fully understand ourselves and the depths that we can go to emotionally and creatively... Creativity? Creatively? Yeah. creatively Ooh, that was hard sorry y'all <laughs> it's like um, I think it scares a lot of us and for me I think it scares me a lot but I think to also like know that about myself and believe that in myself and believe that I am capable yeah um, I think is what this next season's all about and just like okay God you've made me this way I've suppressed it for so long let's go let's yeah. see where this goes that's so cool so, I find myself being alone a lot, which is dangerous because, yes, fours love to be melancholy and get in their feelings and, and go to the depths as well as the heights of mm-hmm. emotion, but we have to be careful and not fully isolate ourselves. Yeah. And I'm super guilty of isolating myself. So, friends. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. You gotta find that
0: balance. It'll take time. Yeah. But... Dang. So, no wonder now you were always like, you know the
1: seven, you know You seven. were not a seven. <laughs>
0: And I'm still convinced that you're not, because you're not, because you're four. And I'm so glad that you didn't come at me saying that you were seven, because I was about to yell. <laughs> as a five who lives it. in a utopian world. Um, but yes. Okay, that... I'm here for this. Because mm-hmm. I would... It was two wing three for me in my head for you. Okay. When you, But you portrayed as a two very hardly. Yeah. <laughs> that was <funny. laughs> Hard. In emphasis. You hardly... Yeah. Portrayed it too. Okay, Erin, get
1: it together. No, that that could have been funny. a lot of meeting. We could have twisted that around. Oh, it made sense to me. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> whatever. People out there,
0: <laughs> do you love how I side eye my mic? Yes.
1: <laughs> I realize it's a thing that I do. Y'all should be scared. Because <laughs> she's side eyeing you through this mic. It's real. So
0: hard. It's real. Um, um, they love me. I hope. I love them. Uh huh. So. It doesn't really matter if they love me back. They can just stop. Like, you can press pause. Close the
1: app.
0: Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's, like, so... Man, I'm kind of sad I missed that. I didn't catch that one. But you also weren't... But I have say also suppressed it. Too.
1: Yeah, and I've also denied it in myself for a long time. So even if you did say a before, I would have been like, you're a liar. Oh, well, cool. <laughs> so... Yeah. That's fair. That it took that, it. It, I texted him the other day and I was like, so I'm a four. And he was like,
0: yeah. He was like, I literally told you that like a year ago. I um, will say that every four I think
1: denies being a four before they're actually mm-hmm. a four or they're mm-hmm. the ones that are like, I'm not going to be a part of your system. It's because always growing up too, people have always called us emotional and I freaking hate that. I'm a four with crazy spectrum of emotions. I get it, but <laughs> Frick! don't tell me I'm emotional. It just makes me so angry. It I just feel emotional. things. <laughs> I just feel things deeply. Back up. <laughs> I love that so much. There's
0: your Enneagram talk <laughs> per episode, except for, I don't even know if there's any, uh, Pester Egg, but he, I don't even know if he knows about the Enneagram. We'll circle back. Maybe I'll talk to him about it. Circle That'll back. be fun. Yeah. Man, that's so cool. But I got to throw that in there. Millennials listen to this, right? Yes. That's a, this is our, that's our age range. The yeah. Gen X kids. Gen Z. What letter are we on? I'm not sure. I don't either.
1: <laughs> on millennial. period or
0: whatever. I don't know. Um, sweet. Okay. What else we got? Uh, confidence. That's what we're talking about. Y'all, it's a late work day. It's almost 9 p.m. Um, I love telling them when I'm actually doing this that so they're like, Erin, what do you do all day? I work a full-time job. <laughs> and then I do this on the side. and It's freaking sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to flip through your notes. What else we got in here? That was yeah. the whole page. Okay.
1: Mm. I have the definition of confidence. Oh my gosh, please
0: read it. My little
1: nerdy heart would love that. (laughs) Confidence, the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Firm trust. Yes. So I love, too, that confidence is also defined as firm trust. Yeah. Mm. That's incredible. So it's like trust that's unwavering. Trust that doesn't move. Mm -hmm. Trust that doesn't, like ebb and flow. It's like, it's firm. It's confidence. Sure.
0: I remember what I wanted you to talk about. Um, I texted you about the people in the Bible that you were like <sighs> confidence to. Yes. I have got it all together. It's all in my brain. It's just behind a couple tabs. <laughs> um, yes. Cause I wanted you to talk about Ruth. Ruth. Yeah, I did. Yes. I just wanted you to talk about her confidence in that because I agree with you and i totally get it but i don't think i ever read the story in the sense of her being confident
1: yeah yeah and i
0: loved that you mentioned that cuz i was like oh no she de-. i mean it's understood in my head mm-hmm. but when you said it i was like reread the story
1: in light of her confidence and it really did change it a lot yeah. which is really cool yeah yeah so um when Erin asked me that i first thought of esther because she had to be really confident and bold in what the lord was um leading her to do and brave um but immediately it was Ruth and I relate a lot to Ruth specifically in the season of my life just because um she had to be so confident in who she she like so meshed herself with Naomi and was like wherever you go I go you know I'm not departing from you I'm sticking with you um and just her like confidence of that and like She put that confidence in Naomi and was like, wherever you go, I'm going, you know? And then when she was working and laboring, like, she worked, worked hard. And and literally got whatever was left from what they were, like, gathering together in in the fields. And she got, like, basically the trash of whatever was left, you know? Mm -hmm. But she was so confident in her job, what she was doing, that she was there following Naomi. And sometimes... In life when we have this job that looks lesser than that's maybe picking up trash and we may think that it's a lesser job or that it's not what God has for us because it is like a it's not seen in society as like a good job you know yeah but she was so confident and sure and she was noticed by Boaz you know and like Mm -hmm. I just loved her confidence and that that was exactly where God needed her to be and right in that confidence of of where she was and where she was at to be here, huh cute um she was confident in that, and Boaz found her and then her husband and she's taken this whole other life that is like so full of abundance and fruitfulness, and I feel like that I feel like, okay God, I'm gonna go wherever I'm so confident in where you have me, where you're leading me, I'm gonna go, yeah, wherever that is, I'm going um. And then just kind of like the hymn for me right now is kind of a, a laborious process. Yeah, um, A lot of it, I don't know the details. A lot of it, I'm not equipped to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a conversation with friends the other night about the business side of things and I was like so overwhelmed because I was like, I know nothing. I have to get a tax ID, what is that? You know, like, and yeah. so just walking through all that I felt so not equipped, so um, not ready, so not smart you know, Um, but I know the Lord has me here. And I know that in this process and in this laboring and in this beginning stages, it's gonna really bloom into something beautiful. And I think I'm gonna surprise myself with how how much I learn and, and that I am smart. So while the hymn is gonna get people to believe and have faith and believe in themselves, I think it's gonna help me do the same. So it's cool that I'm literally in this process that people will be walking through as they wear the clothing too. Yeah, that's
0: so cool. I mildly feel like me asking the question, Caitlin, what does it mean to be here? is a little redundant at this point with <laughs> what you just said. Because Ruth that's all her story. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But so in light of that, can you just like delve into like
1: personally what to be here for you is? To be here is wherever the Lord leads me. And I know that's kind of like contradictory. Yeah. Um, but I believe that here is a place with Him. And mm-hmm. and wherever I am with Him is not a specific place. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But here is with Him in that presence... In His presence. So to be with Him in that presence is where I am.
0: That's good. I
1: love that. And I mean, every time I've heard you in, like, this podcast, I think of, like, a physical place. Yeah. You know, I think of, like, Texas. Yeah. Here, you know? But, like... For me right now, specifically, it's way more of, like, a spiritual...
0: Yeah. No, that's here. awesome. I love that. That's so good. I've... I'm excited because I feel like he is switching my hair a little bit. Not that this will change, but, like... And not my location ever.
1: Um <laughs> let me am <laughs>
0: excited. But, like, I walked through that season of, like, coming home with him and, like, mm-hmm. identifying my home being in him and nowhere else. Um, and that was my hair. So, like, just... The more people I've asked, and the more like conversations I've had, people's hears have become more present based, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm loving that. That's what this is cultivating. It's like he is reminding us that like, on me, focus here, mm-hmm. and his and that here is on him. Yeah, which is really cool. So yeah, I've been enjoying exactly. that a lot, and so I love that. That's the same for you. It's just like yeah, more of him. More of him, yeah. More of him, yeah. like even in that conversation. Did you listen to Darian's podcast yet? Mm-hmm. Not better, just closer. And mm-hmm. I just like I love that com- that confidence that she has in like I don't have to strive for this or yeah. like and like that was a, such a, a mindset fix for me of like oh I was I'm definitely trying to to run longer strides towards you right now and mm-hmm. you don't need that from me you need just me yeah and I love yeah. like Grace mm-hmm. the heck. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's... I love that. Mm-hmm. That's a good time. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Is there anything else that you would love to embark wisdom on our listeners? <laughs>
1: um, I do want to encourage everyone listening to this that I know how scary it is when God calls you away from something you love deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to encourage you to be open. To whatever that is and I know it's really easy to be so in love with what you're doing and the people that you're with that it's really easy to just be like no this is good it's right it's right it's right and then the Lord has to like slowly lead you away and show you what else he has for you and what else he can do through in and through you so I just want to encourage you that if you're in that place right now and in that space um, start writing about it um, start journaling your frustrations, start writing about, um, all the things that you don't want to (laughs) do. Um, because I really think that it's in those moments that God shows you and, and writes it a lot more clearer for you and gives you a clearer vision to where you're like, oh, I have to do this. And that's really what me stepping down from Thrive and doing the hymn was. And it was, oh, I have to do this. Yeah. Um, So, I just want to encourage you, yes, change is scary, Um, stepping down from things you love is scary, but there could be other things that people could be benefiting from that you could not only be withholding yourself from, but also other people from benefiting from those things. Yeah. So, just stay open, even if it's terrifying.
0: That's so good. What a sweet word of encouragement. What a sick podcast this was. (laughs) I love it so much. Um, We'll see you all back right here.